In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We have scriptures that we're going to be reading and talking about. They are difficult scriptures, and we're going to do the best we can by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I'm looking at the 12th chapter of St. Luke, verse 49. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, that's the cross, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Let me tell you what happened after my conversion when I went home. My mother and father, they thought I was on drugs. They thought I was crazy. There was division in the house. And that division lasted for a long time until they gave their life to Jesus. There's division. Listen to what happens. From now on, five in a household will be divided three against two and two against three they will be divided about Jesus it's all about Jesus father against son and son against father mother against daughter and daughter against mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law and who are they divided about the Lord Jesus Christ you can tell people that I worship the light bulb, and they say, how wonderful that is. But if you say, I worship the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, they say, you're crazy. You're crazy. Jesus brings division, and He also brings peace to those people who give their life to Him. But there is always division, because He shows us the cross, why do people not want to follow Jesus? Because instinctively they know they have to take up the cross. And that's instinctively they know that. And the cross is our salvation. The cross is our salvation. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. But we need, but, but we persevere. Like Father said, when you come to Jesus, all hell is going to break loose. The people in your life who thought they may had have you figured out and they were comfortable with you, even if they were in sin, you were in sin. They may have been comfortable with the way you've been living. Because when we receive Jesus, we receive that taboric light of Christ. And in that light, all darkness in everyone else, become, it comes up within them. 
People become illumined. Their souls are illumined by the light of Christ, even if they're not aware of it. So all of a sudden, people who are comfortable around you, something in you jostles everything in them and they become uncomfortable. That is the light of the Holy Spirit because the light of truth drives out all the lies of the world. And when we're taught by the world, we are filled with lies and we are filled with darkness. But when we receive the Holy Spirit, you get the spirit of truth and the spirit of light. You know, God is all light. And even when the God was creating the world, since God was all light, he created he created a void, a, a place of darkness in which his light could flood in. So within anyone's soul, anyone you come across, in the places where Jesus hasn't come to reign, they have there's just spaces of darkness. And in, like Father said, instinctively, they know when the Holy Spirit comes around it, that darkness is going to have to leave. That pain is going to have to leave. And the pain and the anxiety within us, it has a life force of itself. The human will is going to have to die to God's divine will. And you know, the flesh fights against the spirit. So while we may not even understand what's going on, while they might not even understand what's going on, as when the light of Christ comes, everything else needs to go. Everything else needs to go. Everything else needs to go. And, and these forces are going to rebel against Christ, against the people holding Christ, because they don't want to change. A woman asked me last night, I want you to pray for me that when I go to the Methadone Mile, that there's a spark of light they see in me. And I said, you know what? Jesus said, to the, uh, Paul says, we are citizens of heaven and we are to shine like stars in this crooked and perverse generation. And I said, stars don't try to shine. By their very nature, they shine. And I said to her, by your very nature, you shine. You don't have to try to shine because Jesus dwells within you by the Holy Spirit. So, she was happy about that, but wonderful that she goes to the, the mile where there are all these drug addicts. We go on Saturday and we try to feed some of them and pray with some of them. But you see, it's very sad. The only thing I am left with after we leave there is sadness for these poor people. And you know, it's going to be very cold the weekend I pray that the mayor of Boston gets these people out of there and put them in a warm place. I'm reading from John, uh, Luke 12:54. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it's going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there's going to be scorching heat. And so it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present times? I tell you, red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, 
sailors take warning. How we know about the earth. How we know about the earth. But what do we know about heaven? What do we know about the place where we were going to spend eternity by the blood of Jesus and by the grace of God? I was at the airport one time and the lady asked me, what is your final destination? I looked right into her eyes. I said, heaven. And she said, what? I said, heaven is my final destination, but I'm going to Louisiana today. Well, she thought I was a little off, but it's true. Heaven is our final destination and we are citizens of heaven. And from there we await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will come in glory as the judge of the living and the dead. And we are seated next to Christ in heavenly places. We have the, you have the authority of heaven with you, that what you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. That through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, God has, God has released the gift of you have the Trinity within you, and it gives you life and power. We ask and we thank God the Father to come into our will and strengthen it to do what God has called us to do. We ask Jesus to fuse into our intellect and mind so we know what God is calling us to do. And we have our identity in Christ, in the mind of Christ. Holy Spirit, come into our memory so that we can recall the life of Jesus, the life of heaven. And as we meditate upon the divine, we start to partake in the divine life the Lord has created you for. God wants you to live from heaven down. That He wants you to be so heavenly minded that you're not worried about the things of earth. You just seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness and you let God take care of everything of this earth. That what we have and what we take with us is our eternal soul. This earth is going to go. So we're in a war, we're in a battle for souls. This is why when we receive Jesus, there's division. Because the light of God is blinding. The light of God divides light from darkness. And when we're taught by the world, when we have our identity and things of the world. I have my identity and what job I have, what car I drive, how status I have in the community, how popular I am. Jesus, he created the upside down kingdom and he comes in as a sword and says, no, what matters is what matters is your soul. What matters is that I created you to lo be loved by me and to love me. I don't care what job you have. I don't care how much money you make. I care if you're living in the kingdom of God. If you're living with the light of Christ, the Taboric light radiating off you, that we live free of sin, anxiety. We live free of pain. We live the life of heaven on earth. It's hard because people don't want to hear it because when we're taught by the world, we don't have our identity in who we are in Christ. Our identity is formed by the things of this earth. My identity is, I have a great job, or look at this great car, and the car makes me feel good, and it makes me feel worthy for a little bit. 
But Jesus comes and he breaks that. And he says, you're not worthy because you went to college. You're not worthy because you have a good car or a good job in the community. You are worthy because my son died, buried, and rose from the dead for you. And now you're grafted into the kingdom of God. You are worthy because when the father looks at you, he sees Jesus. But suddenly, everything people have worked for in their life, all the in the pride that, I, that we, I have, anyone has, accumulated with that, that their whole worth is in what they've done, it gets broken. And that's hard to let go. It's hard to let go sometimes. But in surrendering, we become freed. In becoming a slave to Jesus Christ, we walk in total freedom and liberty. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. The Lord wants to set you free. He wants to set everyone on the earth free. Jesus doesn't desire that anyone perishes. But we all have little strongholds in us in which we identify ourselves through the things of this earth. Now, we want to be good stewards in what God has given us. When you re- receive, when you re- understand that everything that you own, possess, is just a gift from the Father of Lights. It all comes from heaven. That the house you have, the car, your family, it's all just a gift from God. And your whole job is to be thankful to God and direct every every thought to thanksgiving to the Lord. Then we become detached. The more you can become detached from not only this earth, but the things of this earth, the more attached you can become to heaven. And as you magnify heaven in your life, heaven is magnified within your soul. But as you magnify and worry about the things of this lower earth, these things become magnified in your soul and your identity becomes formed in them. And that just leads to misery and suffering. Like Father Tom said, your citizenship is not of this earth. Your citizenship is in heaven. And when you get that realization... Then you start to live the heavenly life on earth. You start to become free of this earthly realm. And you start to radiate with the light of God. And that light is released upon everyone you come across. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And there are so many people walking around with barriers. I prayed with somebody last night. And I saw... The people that she was praying for, they had barriers around them. They did not want to be taught. This was a school teacher. And I said, Lord, take away the barriers and touch their lives. Do for them what only you can do. Take away the barriers and touch their lives and do for them what only you can do. Chapter 13 of St. Luke. At that very time, There were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way that they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or what about the 18 who were killed when the tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all others living in Jerusalem? 
No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all be perished just as they did. You see, somebody gets cancer. What is the first thing they say? I didn't do anything. What did I do? And it's nothing to do with what they didn't do or what they did. Why? Because we live in a sinful world and cancer comes to some people. But we want the best doctors and the best prayers. Last night there was a woman who came. I asked Linda uh, about the woman. She came with her daughter. Twelve years ago, or twenty-one years ago, she brought her baby to me at a healing service. The doctor said that she would need an operation on her eyes. She said, I took the baby in my arms and I walked around the altar and I said to the woman, there will be no operation. And guess what? The doctors looked at her eyes and said the same words, there will be no operation. And they said that she'd never walk. And she was running last night, 21 years old. You see, when we're in the Spirit, we see things that we don't see when we're not in the Spirit. We see things that God sees, like I saw Grace and that her bladder was being destroyed by sickness. I didn't know anything about a bladder, and we prayed for her, and I said, don't give this woman or child or baby in operation. I want you to have another CAT scan. And the mother went to the doctor and said, I need another CAT scan. And guess what? They finally got it after arguing. And guess what? Her bladder was healed completely. She did not need an operation. We see in the spirit things that we do not see when we're just walking around. God lets us see these things so that we might be blessed and so that we might bless people. This is, this is amazing. This is amazing. There's a man I pray for. Every time I see a certain sign, this man was into sin, and I just keep praying for him. His last name was what I see on the sign, and I pray for him that God would deliver him from this sin. You see, we are meant to be keepers of God's grace and givers of God's grace to people. That if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. And I pray that we all can just have eyes to see and ears to hear. That if God opened our eyes right now in the spiritual realm, God opened your eyes right now, you would see we're surrounded by angels, good angels and bad angels, that the, the reality of this world is we're in a supernatural world. And you know, we can see in the spirit many ways. It's by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit reveals all truth of what's going on. But we can be seeing the Spirit by just hearing the voice of God, by understanding the Holy Spirit gives us thoughts. 
to understand that we're living in a supernatural reality and we have supernatural authority that Jesus has given you through his death, burial, and resurrection, that you have authority over every demon, every every sickness, that we can loosen ties the kingdom of God upon this earth. You know, as we what we magnify is magnified. So we magnify Jesus, but with Jesus, he gave us a whole kingdom of heaven. You are living in mystical union with all of heaven, that we have access to the saints, that God has given everyone a guardian angel, but there's angels that surround us and they are ministering spirits there to help those who are to inherit salvation. So when we receive Jesus, we get the whole army of Jesus. Jesus, he's a captain. He's the head of the army. He's a king of kings, Lord of lords. But with that, we get all the special forces of heaven. Isn't that wonderful today? That Jesus, he's the king of kings, but when we receive Jesus, you become a priest, prophet, and king. And now, there's a. this doesn't mean we're a priest like Father Tom, a king like the king of England, or we all prophetic, but there's prophets, there's prophets who God ordains at the office. But God wants you to understand your kingship on this earth. That Jesus, he gave Adam and Eve dominion over this earth. And when we come back into this divine nature, when we cut sin out of our life, you know, because sin separates us from God, and we'll never cut sin fully out of our life, but when we start to be released of the things of earth, we are released back into this divine nature with the Lord. We're walking with the Father in the cool of the day through knowing His Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. That day by day, moment by moment, second by second, the Lord's leading you into the divine life. The Lord just has has just been had me speaking about the divine life lately. The divine life, the divine life, but it's your true inheritance. The divine life is your true inheritance. When God created the human race, when he created you, he gave humans authority over this earth. Do you know that God created this earth and the universe for for humans? He created the universe for your pleasure, but he created the human being and he created you for God's pleasure. That God created you that he could take pleasure in you, that he could fill you with his love and his joy and his peace and his divine life, that God created you so he could fill you with his love, so he could fill you with his joy, his goodness, and we can give back God the love he gives to us so we can love God with his love, that day by day God wants to divinely infuse you with his spirit and his characteristics. You know, we know we're beginning to live a divine life when we're immutable. That's one of the gifts he gave to Adam. And that just means God is unchanging. God never changes. And we're called to be that. So whether we're having a good day, a bad day, you know, there's chaos in our life. There's not chaos in our life. We are just called to be unchanged. That we're called to stay in a place of peace, stay in a place of love. That we're not riding our emotions, that something good happened, I'm happy. Something bad happened, I'm sad. It's no. One time, Father, 
Father Dan, who's actually a priest, he told me there's no good days or bad days in the kingdom of God. There's just days of grace. There's just days of grace because everything that has been given to us is a gift for God. And even the bad, it helps our soul. The good, it's a grace for us. But there's just days of grace. And once you realize that everything that happens to you, God uses to draw you closer to the Father's heart informed your soul closer into the image of his son and you surrender your life to God, then this divine life, you start to partake within it. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here for three years, I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and I still find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. And if it bears fruit next year, well and good. And if not, you can cut it down. I'm going to tell you, you're the fig tree. I'm the fig tree. Are we bearing fruit? Are we bearing fruit? That's the issue. Abide in me, and I abide in you. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you will produce much fruit, and so prove to be my disciple. Are you producing fruit? Are you bringing people to Jesus Christ? Do you have this experience that God wants you to have? If not, the Lord says, I'm going to put manure all around you. And what is the manure? All the bad things that happen to us becomes fertilizer. And I'm going to do something in you. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to do something through you that you produce fruit. It is my will that you are a fruit producer, bringing people to Jesus and Jesus to people. It is my will that you produce fruit and not be barren. It is my will that you produce fruit copiously, a lot, much, 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 in Jesus' name. May the Lord Jesus Christ be praised today, forever and ever. May his name be exalted above the clouds. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.